everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who is a living near-death experience, wow. Anna Domini, everybody. <laughs> Anna, how are you doing today, Anna? I'm, I'm not quite sure how to take that. Do you mean I'm constantly near death, or talking to me reminds you of how precious life is? Mm, that's a <laughs> good point. You, how precious your life is. Yeah, I was just like, um, oh, my time must be more valuable than this. This is the constant thought as as I talk to you. There we go. Um, I exist as an inspiration to all, just mm, just like an antithesis kind of one. Right. Like the old Henny Youngman joke, you're not a complete loss. You can always be a bad example. Well, there you go. Are you doing all right then? Uh, I'm okay. I, uh, I'm, you know, physically still, <laughs> still a, a, a husk of the person I used to be. <laughs> right. A rotting carcass as I am. It's a good thing that you were only so skin deep because that's really all that's left. Is... <laughs> wow. Yay. Come on. Sorry. I should limit myself to one insult per, per episode. So I apologize yeah. for that. Or at least one, one insult per two minutes of the show, I think. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Perhaps. But yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm okay. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, good. Always stuff. glad to hear it. Have you, you done look anything? Like you've um, have you been in a fight with your cat or your razor? Recently? <laughs> My razor, yeah. <laughs> Despite 28 years of shaving experience mm-hmm. or more, more than that. I'm just trying to figure out from that how when you started shaving and also no. how old you are and I, I think I have too many variables in my head I think it's yes yeah, close to 30 closer to 30 years of just after so let's say after nearly 30 years so of you didn't shaving start shaving till you were 20 interesting yeah okay that's not nice <laughs> I still manage to cut myself almost every time I shave. Yeah, and... well, I mean, I've lived in my current flat for nearly, well, for, yeah, coming up to two years. And I still, like, haven't got used to the space limitations of it. Did you bang your head trying to slam dunk a basketball? Because you forgot how <laughs> low the ceilings are. Yeah, there's that. But no, also, like, sometimes I'll walk through a door and just accidentally punch the door frame because I'll be swing, swinging my arm at, in the <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time. And Danny's like, they don't move. They've been here the whole time. How much are your arms moving? This is more the question I have. It's just like, how wildly are you swinging your arms? Right? Not, not very much. It's just the the lack you're of power walking from like room to room. I think I am like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably it. I just have too much of a sense of purpose. Uh, yeah, just punching, just yeah. So motivated. I walked out a door in my own home this week and turned the corner too fast and slammed my knee into the door frame. Ooh. So I can relate to this. And yeah, and, and I thought that hurt. And then later on, it developed quite a bruise. It's still mm. got quite a bruise on there. So yeah, you're not the only one. That, that happens to everybody. I think. <laughs> just being in the wars with your own yeah. home. It's it's nicely surprising your own home. Um, <laughs> Anna, have you done anything saintly or had anything miraculous? happened to you this week or i i discovered well yeah quite a a miraculous way of of providing for myself Mm -hmm. Uh, have i told you about this before i can't i can't remember if we've covered this before if i've edited it out folks anna told me about it before (laughs) every time i've cooked risotto in the past i've totally messed it up right like i don't have the maybe the arm strength maybe the attention span to like mix it enough and all the flavors and stuff gets stuck to the bottom and i end up with this like very bland rice pudding (laughs) at the top right i'm setting the scene (laughs) i'm not saying that's a miracle (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just saying that I'm just like I made I made risotto two days ago, uh-huh. and it is like the easiest fucking dish to make. No, it's not because you when you add the water gradually and you're meant to wait for it to all soak. Basically, don't do that. Just just throw in like I do it in thirds. I have like a third of the water. I spin it around a couple times. <laughs> I come back in a few minutes. I thread the other third. They they say like add ladlefuls, and I'm like I yeah I used to do that when I first was learning how to do the risotto, and I was like this is bullshit. And that's okay. the thing that people don't tell you about risotto. It's fucking bullshit. Just put all the water in at once. It's probably <laughs> Listen, fine. Stop <laughs> invalidating my journey. I'm trying to tell <laughs> you saying. what happened. Right. I'm trying to save you a life of anxiety, but please go on. <laughs> well, it's fine because the miracle is I got there on my own. Okay. Well, not really on my own. Listen, won't you? You asked about this. <laughs> mm. So when you add the water bit by bit, I don't stir enough. It gets stuck to the bottom. It comes out super bland or just not cooked properly. That's the other extreme. So many dangers. And like, it takes so much time that you really don't want to mess it up. Because if you do, then it's like, well, I've spent bloody ages on this meal and it's not even that good. But recently I discovered a method promoted by HelloFresh who sponsor a lot of podcasts, so maybe now that I've said this, they'll sponsor us. Oh. <laughs> if you're listening and you work for HelloFresh, please email us at saintmissbehavenpod at gmail.com. There's no G in behaven, but there is in Gmail. Mm-hmm. That was smooth, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so HelloFresh have this thing called oven baked risotto and it's incredible you just as you say put all the stock in at once and then you you're making you you start your risotto off in an in an oven proof dish and then you pop a lid on and you put the whole thing in the oven for 20 minutes and it came out perfect like literally beautifully al dente creamy amazing and it's a fail safe and so the miracle is so i've actually been using this method for a few a few months now a few a few risotto dishes but the reason i wanted to to tell you about it today is because we have risotto again tonight and it was just perfect and so it's like you know the proof of like a scientific theory is true if it's you know gets the same results every time or Re- repeatable results yeah this is a repeatable experiment that i found that like even an idiot like me who's ruined every risotto she's ever touched <laughs> before it was finished can make risotto using this method it's incredible so friends of mine who are listening will have already heard this because i'm more excited about this risotto than i am about this podcast <laughs> like you know mo- most people who have a podcast they'll mention that like pretty early on in conversation when you meet them i am like let me tell you how to cook risotto. And I was a bit nervous about sharing this story because I was like, we, we've already insulted Italians like every other week pretty much on here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably going to add to our, our antipathy from, from many Italian listeners. But it has genuinely changed my life because now, rather than being a, a huge faff, risotto is just like a really straightforward, easy, yet delicious and nutritious meal. So as it um, always should have been I, it's again it's, anyways it's, i'm glad i'm glad good for you good for you anna listen really okay jesus a, a right one of I'm his miracles was livening up a party okay <laughs> <laughs> so i'd say it's comparable frankly all right fine that's good judge me what's your one then hmm? <laughs> what have i done that's saintly or miraculous i'll tell you the saintly thing that i have been doing is dealing with a toddler who gets very upset about everything now and i don't know why and <laughs> it's been very hard uh, to deal with you get him up in the morning and he's upset and you try to give him breakfast and he's upset <laughs> and you try to give him his four weedabix and he seems happy with that but then you try to put milk on his weedabix four and he gets weedabix. upset <laughs> 
No wonder yeah. he's so big. That is a lot of Weetabix. I know it's a lot of Weetabix, but Danny, it's just who is a full-grown man, only eats three. Three Weetabix, yes. We all are aware of how little Danny's little tiny stomach can hold. Anyways, <laughs> like he's been really tough recently because he gets upset with a lot of stuff. Oh. You know how it is. It's like he's lining up his cars, and if you move one of his cars, or he has a balance bike, and like uh-huh. today he was trying to hold one car in one hand and his milk cup in the other hand and try to ride the balance bike and he didn't understand how he has to hold on to the handlebars yeah and, that is annoying yeah and I'm just, <laughs> we're just like but i was like if i tried to take the things from him then he was really you upset. were the asshole he was enough. upset again yeah yeah so it's just been it's been a lot to deal with him today in the last okay. last couple of weeks have been really hard oh but you know i've got a transatlantic flight with him <laughs> on Tuesday, so let's see how that So goes. he's going to be everyone's problem. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I think that's going to be uh, so much fun. It'll be like a, a pilgrimage yeah. filled with trials. It's going to be a tablet filled with bluey episode. Um, <laughs> that's going to be. So that's the saintly suffering that I've uh, undergone. The, the big going, undergoing. So yeah, but you know. This is the ascetic life that I've chosen. Clearly, yeah. yeah. And you know, you, uh, you have to deal with it because you are the stay-at-home parents. So it is, yeah. It's it's your it's your particular martyrdom. But he's a lot, yeah. He's been a lot recently, but I'm sure he gets oh. he get better. It's fine. He's just got a lot Eventually, of emotions yeah. and feelings that he doesn't know how to express. You know, so we just need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Anna, today mm-hmm. is January twenty second, twenty twenty three. Who is today? Well, today we're looking back to the 20th of January, which is actually today. What? Okay. (laughs) I I don't know. This is just what I got. Mm. Today's saint is Saint Sebastian. Have you heard of him? Yes. Well, I've heard of San Sebastian. Uh, Which is just Saint Sebastian in Spanish. Yeah. I think I've been to Saint Sebastian in Spain. Maybe your visit will have given you clues as to... To what's coming up then? But I don't know much about him. What's what's the deal with Saint <laughs> Sebastian? Is that how we're starting the hagiographies hacky, now? Just so, what's his deal? What's that guy all about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we are in the third century. Mm-hmm. So he lived from approximately two five five to two eight eight A.D. Okay. So pretty long time ago. Oh, he died when he was thirty three. Just Same like as Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Yeah, good for him. That's well, I mean, not good. That's, <laughs> that's, very, uh, that's way too young so to what, die. When are you saying this is when we should all aspire to die? Yeah, it's like guys, if, listen. As somebody past thirty three, it's not worth it. So <laughs> it's all downhill <laughs> from here. If you can get martyred at thirty three, I recommend taking that out. <laughs> Before the back problems really start kicking in. Yeah. No, don't do that. Life begins at 40, they say. I don't know about that, but... um... Well... Maybe if I if I die at thirty three, then there won't be any more podcasts. So yeah, but we still get three more years of podcasting out of you. So yeah, that's true. good. Three and a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So we probably get. I mean, that's probably the premise will probably run its course by then. So yeah. Well, I don't know. There are lots of saints. Mm. It's really up to wh- when you get bored. But anyway, so this chronograph of three five four describes him as a martyr. Spoilers mm-hmm. and identifies his feast day as the 20th of january so i guess like we're not giving you any notice to celebrate it this year but you'll have like so 
much notice to celebrate it for 363 days guys get on it we want to hear all about your wild saint sebastian's day celebration so a saint called ambrose of milan also mentions sebastian's cult in his commentary on psalm 118 which is dated to the end of the fourth century the earliest full biography is the passio sancti sebastiani which is thought to have been written in the fifth century by an unknown author although that was also previously attributed to ambrose so wait um like when it says that he does he does a commentary on one of the psalms Mm -hmm. and then he drops in saint sebastian's cult like we've had this before where it's just like and then he mentions it but it's just like does he mention it in a good way or is it just like and saint sebastian's (laughs) cult who was totally off base about this song (laughs) they had no idea what totally (laughs) wrong they were dumb i mean like capital d dumb these guys i don't even know what they were thinking (laughs) when they read this (laughs) but any press is good press right (laughs) yeah well exactly i mean if (laughs) if we were mentioned in a commentary on any of the psalms good or bad we would have made it you know yeah we would (laughs) because i don't think anyone is using this as a resource for their theology degree i I I sure hope not i can't wait till Uh, we're cited in a bunch of theological papers people's (laughs) dissertations and doctorates and things like that well we're both very wise so it's surely only a matter of time anyway yeah no sorry i I don't know anything more about the context of that commentary psalm 118 says give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever so Mm. And St. Sebastian's cult was like, that means that he has incredible stamina and bed. His, just, his love endures forever. It's just like, he's a great lover, God. And You would it, you would hope that God would be the best lover, right? Like, if, you, if you've got all those powers... Right. What's the point? <laughs> you know, if you, if you can't if you can't satisfy a woman, what is right. the point? <laughs> but man is made in God's image, and men are bad at. No, that's as, true. Hey, so, yeah, whatever. that's a good point. Know, something. There's some joke in there. I don't know. Yes. Uh, not me. I'm pretty good at it. I'm like. As, uh-huh. as a th- I mean, you, the experience that you have with me is of a, being a thoughtful person, right? So you could see how. I, you know what? Let's not talk about this. What uh, is so? People with... never want to hear about their parents' sex lives. Okay. Uh. Okay. Let's just move on then. <laughs> I turned it back around. Made you Ugh. feel weird. You made it gross. Yeah. <laughs> you made this talk about sex really gross. Yeah. Why'd you make it? I was just trying to explain how I'm a really generous lover. Oh well, um, everyone wanted to hear that, so that's well. That's it's just I just could put it out in the public record. Did, please do not put it out anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, come on, that deserved more. Okay. Little is known about Sebastian's early life. According to legend, he was a Christian born in Gaul. In mm-hmm. 283, he went to Rome and joined the army, uh, the Roman army, under Emperor Carinus so that he could assist Christians who were being persecuted. Wait. So he was kind of undercover, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, infiltrating like... them from the inside. Yeah. It's a bit like my dad is a really lazy and unambitious guy. He doesn't listen, he told me. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> He's a diehard champagne socialist, but he works for a council that has consistently been run by the Tories for like the last 30 years and he's like well i'm doing good by being really crap at my job because i'm making the tories less efficient at Toryng. that's his justification but by bringing his like anti-talents to uh yeah he, he's taking them down from within but is what isn't, aren't the, was doing so like the right wing in america they're trying to destroy they're actively trying to destroy government as part of their platform so mm. wouldn't your dad be playing into the i i think Tory tories in, talking well i think like, this i think they're 
Because they want to privatize stuff, right? And yeah, they they so, more just want to make profits for their friends. Right. So the thing is, if they make government not work, this is the thing that that the Republicans do, which is like they're like the government doesn't work, so we should privatize everything. Everything should be done by private companies. Right. Because private Whereas companies. Whereas so the Tories work. are like, let's privatize the thing, and my dad's like, let's be really slow and inefficient about this. Right. But then, does, so, so he's, he's making the government he's, worse. So he's like increasing the case for privatization. No, he's. I'd I'd say he's making the the enactment of the conservative ideology worse by slowing it down i All don't right. know <laughs> so he goes to rome in 283 mm-hmm. right so this is like five years before he's dead yeah okay so, so like what was he doing for <laughs> yeah what was he doing for those 28 years beforehand nothing hanging out uh, in ball guess not well look matthew i this is clearly a tale to inspire those people who like us are not child prodigies haven't made it you know all those inspirational memes that's like uh, i don't know meryl streep didn't get cast in the film until she was 60 this kind of thing it's that's like just because <laughs> no i made it up but um like ricky gervais didn't get the office till he was 40 yes that's a bad example but yeah that's a bad example because he sucks i mean the, the jk rowling is also often used as a classic example but i didn't want to say her because she's <laughs> like this is getting worse and worse like hitler didn't run germany until he was 50 years old like <laughs> what yeah inspiration is everywhere take it yeah. where you can get it well not much is known about his early life he didn't do anything before he was 28 Listen, right, i haven't done anything and i'm nearly 30 as you said How right you I mean, done <laughs> our, our biographies would be equally thin at this point exactly so that's fine exactly. all right so he joins the roman legion as an undercover guy Undercover Christians. Undercover Christian. Yeah. Taking Holy Communion on the sly. Yeah. So he's in he's in the lion's den. He is. Sebastian in the lion's den. Well, I guess he's not in the lion's den because that's where they threw Christians. Right. But he's part of the persecution. Right. He's part of the underground. He's like yeah. secret double agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During this time, he kept his own Christian faith hidden. In 284, Diocletian became emperor. Boo, Diocletian. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, um, I'm glad you pay attention. And Sebastian was like, oh, this is the guy from those Diocletian persecutions. Oh, man, this is bad. This can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be good at all. The persecutions happened when diocletian was emperor i'm not sure right it was... no i know that's the joke oh, I I see. okay so yeah diocletian became emperor and made sebastian a captain of the praetorian guard so clearly he was very uh-uh. good at keeping his faith hidden <laughs> there's one guy i know who hates christians as much as me it's sebastian over here <laughs> like you know we've all lied on our cvs right right <laughs> just like the uh, essential criteria for this job included must hate christians right and um he's like yeah Sure. There was like a form that he filled out. It was like, are you a Christian? Yes or no? And then he like, kind of looked around sneakily. No. <laughs> while, while sweat drips off yeah. his brow. Yeah. yeah. They're like, pee in this cup. We have to see if you're a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you last drink blood? Is there any communion wafer in your blood? <laughs> in your urine, rather? <laughs> I Anyways. I don't imagine it was that, that they had that uh, advanced science then Probably to, to, no. to do drugs testing but who knows maybe they did no they were just they were romans they just drank it they're weird those romans. <laughs> we're testing this for traces of christianity <laughs> yeah this, what? what are you sure like yes don't worry about it apparently there was like the science of looking at people's urine was used to be really big like at least in the middle ages <laughs> i don't know if this is like right. in rome but it was just like there were people who were like were really like into examining people's urine mm-hmm. and like 
like could theoretically diagnose a massive amount of stuff just from like sight and smell and like i don't know like, like wine taste <laughs> I don't think tasting like the, was part of it. Notes, I hope to God it wasn't. No, I know, but, but is, it, is it when you say like the the smell and stuff? I'm imagining like mm, yes, there are there are notes of uh, urinary tract infection here, um, gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting top notes of a t- of ammonia. So someone, uh, have you been uh, drinking a lot of coffee? I'm getting some darker notes in here. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, yeah, getting a real good sniff of it. So you know, maybe they could test. And you know, it doesn't matter. Okay, so Diocletian makes him a captain. Yeah, and according to tradition. While in this role, Sebastian learned of two brothers named Marcus and Marcellianus for... <laughs> Marcellianus! Stop it. Is this the Crispin and Crispinian thing again yeah. where they were like twins and they're just like, I guess we'll just make this guy extra the other guy? <laughs> I bet their dad was called Marcus and th- he couldn't call them both Marcus. So he just kind of extended out this the second one. Oh, some people are silly. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, that's a silly name way to name your kids. Don't do it, <laughs> folks. Is it because, I mean, you know, if you have too many kids and you can't tell them apart, if they're all called the same name, you're not going to hurt their feelings. I think if you had a lot of kids, having them all have the same name would all, would help would ultimately make it more difficult to keep them straight. Well, it depends how strict you're being, because you could you could say that you know if your philosophy as a parent is to essentially be a dictator, you mm. know, erasing their sense of individualism will probably help have like crowd control. You know, <laughs> what a great way to raise kids. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, you know, I don't like your parenting theories here, Anna. I don't. The fact <laughs> that you want to start a family one day is a disturbing. Uh, <laughs> terrifying i'm not saying me. that's what i'd do i'm saying you know if you're the kind of person who gives your children the same name you probably yeah. have some pretty crazy ideas about parenting like george foreman he named all his kids george foreman really yeah oh and yeah. uh will smith and oh jada pinkett yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty funny though anywho so these two brothers had been imprisoned for their faith they were from an important family mm. but had been arrested for refusing to sacrifice to the Roman gods. Their no. parents, not actually called Marcus, Tranquillinus and Martia, mm-hmm. similar, oh, okay. yeah. visited them in prison and begged them to renounce their Christian faith. You can't do this one thing for me. You can't not get executed <laughs> just for me. <laughs> I went through 36 hours of labor for you guys and now you're just throwing it all away, not pretending not to be Christians. I thought of one and a half good names <laughs> for you and you can't not get executed here said so go sacrifice a ball it's like you're killing your mother over here <laughs> mother's work is never done risking mm. his cover sebastian revealed to the prisoners in the jail that he was also a christian and encouraged mm. them to keep their faith even if it meant dying rather than denouncing christ that's a real easy thing for him to say yeah <laughs> Guys, I'm a Christian too, but I'm hiding it. But you shouldn't hide it. You should just die. But since they already know you're a Christian, I don't think there's any reason for, you know, you to not continue to be a Christian. I don't know. And, and if you could keep this conversation very quiet, uh, I mean, that would yeah. really help me. Using this information to get yourself off these charges, it might be very tempting to you. Because I imagine that the Romans would like to know that there are high, highly placed Christians within their organization. But please don't. But also, do go ahead and get killed here. <laughs> what a, I think that's you know, the best make me thing for everybody. I can't refuse. Yeah. It also is weird, isn't it? Because it, it sort of makes the whole thing sound like a, a death cult. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, if you want to be really good Christians, just got to die. This is the thing that I'm learning more about early Christianity, which is that, like, a lot of people were in it to win it, so to speak. And by win it, I mean getting martyred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that was kind of the end goal. Well, here we are, you know, 1700 years later, talking about them. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Bueno. Are More, these guys saints? Um, from what I can tell, Marcus and Marcellianus were not saints. Oh, wow. Well. But maybe they were like collected together as like uh, under an umbrella of like early martyrs or something. Yeah, yeah. But they're not Wikipedia worthy. Oh, okay. So Sebastian's in there. He's like encouraging them to become martyrs. Yeah. Encouraging them to go die. Um, <laughs> like, that's such a fucking rug pull, too. It shows up. It's like, guys, hey, psst, hey, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Like, oh, it's thank like, God. Oh, can you, you get, get us out, out of here? <laughs> no, but I just want to let you guys know I really respect what you're doing. All right. And I want to just say, hey, here's a big thumbs up from Sebastian. All right. Uh, Captain Sebastian, I'm going to go home and sleep in my bed at the end of it, but I'll be thinking about you. Huh? Also, tomorrow, I'm going to call you a disgrace and spit in your eye, but I'll have my fingers crossed crossed yeah so, but like look look for that wink i'm gonna wink my like what huh? oh you guys suck wink you know <laughs> anyways and then i will be whipping you but no <laughs> I, I totally agree with you <laughs> well his preaching was apparently so persuasive that he successfully converted the brother's parents the jailer and 16 prisoners to christianity sorry was not being very sneaky about being a christian at that <laughs> point but Again, if you, if you converted the jailer, right, surely yeah. at that point yeah. it'd be like, just set them all free. And then also, like, these guys are in jail, right, for yeah. being the thing that you can encourage everybody else to convert to. And it's just yeah. like, it's like... I'm just in jail for a bit of petty theft. I'm getting out. That's the other thing is... It's like, no, 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 now you're a Christian, so you're also <laughs> going to die. Those 16 other prisoners, yeah, they were like, I was in here for jaywalking, and now I'm being executed? Shit, this is a bad... This was a bad time to convert. <laughs> it was not not a good time to to convert yeah it just seemed like the jailer could just be like you know what i you know what i'm with you guys now you guys i'll get out of here but at that <laughs> no. point but then at that point if i was one of the 16 people i'd be like oh but i'm a christian too sir you wouldn't let me go as well <laughs> it's like you're a murderer maybe the jailer got converted first the 16 prisoners were like oh yeah me too and then sebastian was like oh by the way this doesn't mean you're, you're getting out of here sorry everybody's gotta go and now the jailer and the parents need to get in the cells as well sorry I'm <laughs> i don't want to do this but it is my job so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to arrest you all yeah sorry he's, he's like, but if you could mention if you could have not mentioned to the judge that i'm the one who turned you into christian that would be super <laughs> too sorry yeah it's a weird one it's, it feels like he's kind of you know crossing a picket line in yeah. a way this just i don't know this uh, yeah i think this idea of like people tearing down the system from the inside is just like well you're still part of the system so destined to fail yeah maybe that's not gonna well, work this is what happens you know you you think you'll change the system and then the system gets you doesn't it changes you man yeah two of the other prisoners were also miraculously healed of ailments as they converted oh. <laughs> neat so. well it's nice to, to know that they'll be in such great shape when for their crucified. last two days on earth yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can finally see. I'm going to go out and experience all the beauty of the world. It's like, oh, I can see. Oh, wait, what's that big wooden cross? Huh. <laughs> That's a weird thing to see. Oh, dear. Yeah. L little bit pointless, you could yeah, say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any of this. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> he died doing what he loved, not being right. ill I anymore. Know. I mean, at this point, you have 21 people inside the jail. I don't know how big this jail is. <laughs> But it seems like, I don't know, jailbreak? <laughs> He's going to be like, guys, look how good I am at persecuting Christians. I just made more Christians just <laughs> yeah. to put in jail. <laughs> See, this is classic cop behavior. He's really juking the numbers. He's like trying to get his numbers up. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I suddenly got all these guys for being Christians. They weren't Christians when they went in, but... Uh, it's a scam. I, I got a gift to gab here, yeah. So... 
he leaves these people to their fate then is, is he just leaves these people to their fate just kind of um pass <laughs> all right so what happens next okay one of the converts was a woman called zoe the wife of nicostratus in whose house marcus and marcellinus were imprisoned okay so it wasn't a jail huh? it was a house it was a house and why was there a jailer there <laughs> I oh, guess... or zoe the jailer <laughs> I don't think women had jobs back then, so that sounds crazy. Romans, I don't know. Also, like, why are they being jailed in a house? Like, this is a house arrest. Maybe there were so many Christians around that needed to be persecuted that they didn't they didn't have enough jails from for all of them. So they would just put out as like anybody got a spare room that we can turn into a into a jail cell for Christians. Maybe, yeah. They're harmless. They're so easy to kill. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a bit confused now. So what was Zoe's deal? Zoe had been mute for six years as a result Mm -hmm. of illness. But when she heard St. Sebastian's preaching, she fell at his feet and prayed to him using hand gestures. Which I imagine is is just this one, right? Yeah, right. The one hand, the one praying hand gesture. The if you guys have seen the praying emoji, then that's yeah. what that's basically what. That's what she did. So he mm-hmm. could tell she was praying. Sebastian prayed for her, and her speech was miraculously restored. According oh. to the golden legend, seventy-eight people were eventually converted. Must have been quite a big house. This. Uh... Yeah. Wait. <laughs> these numbers keep going up, and these numbers are getting really inflated. <laughs> and then they're just like a bunch of people walking by, and suddenly well, they look, became converted, the, and then they went if home. If the sixteen each convert like four and a half people yeah that math works out gets you to 78 i think something like that yeah it's up there <laughs> so when the news of this reached the governor of rome chromatius he sent mm. for sebastian sebastian healed the governor of his own illness and instructed him in christianity chromatius oh. had himself and his son baptized but Cr- chromatius is like what are you doing out there guy this isn't what you're supposed to be doing yeah he, he called him in for his like you know work assessment yeah give me your sword and your badge you're through here <laughs> Like, Sebastian is is so good at talking his way out of situations. Suddenly, yeah. this guy is a Christian too. Like, <laughs> man, this guy this guy's good. That was pretty much his deal. Just yeah, converting his way out of trouble. Yeah. So <laughs> he converts himself out of like speeding tickets. Yeah. <laughs> converts himself into into like clubs. He like he's like skips the line. Yeah, it's like uh, excuse me, do you have ID? Have you heard the good news? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, a good Christian boy like you, you go right in, sir. <laughs> didn't have a tv license yeah he's skipping out on checks he's like converting wait staff and then he just like walks away and they're like wow that's great they were wait did that guy ever pay his bill oh shit <laughs> what a great way to live yeah the original freegan so he healed the governor of his own illness uh-huh. this guy chromatius left his governorship and himself became responsible for the conversion of many others to the faith now now it seems like if you're in this position of power being the governor of rome kind of the capital of the world at that point Mm, (laughs) but he's not the emperor yeah but still it feels like you're a powerful person and you can maybe do a lot as the governor of rome yeah you'd think but he decided that the best thing would be if he fled to the countryside with the newly converted christians oh i never like being governor anyways (laughs) 
<laughs> I like the title, but the work, it was too much work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't start a revolution. So, yeah, he decided that he should go to the countryside with all the newly converted Christians for safety, while Sebastian would stay in Rome to continue helping those being persecuted and imprisoned. I'd say he'd done enough he by this point. He certainly has gotten the numbers up. Like, I'm not sure he's the best guy to leave with. <laughs> <laughs> with the persecuted Christians. Now wait, does everybody know? Like, did he blow his cover? So when he goes back, is he still like a captain in the in the Roman army? Yes. So I think only the people he converted knows. Oh, okay. That's getting to be a huge portion of the Roman population at this point. <laughs> yeah, but if he converts everyone, then there won't be a problem. <laughs> Turns out, wait, is, was everybody in the Roman army a Christian? <laughs> everybody. Oh, fuck. What were we doing? <laughs> this is all for nothing. The priest who baptized Chromatus was called Polycarp, which is apparently not a Pokemon. Okay. That's just a fun aside. <laughs> Sebastian remained in the emperor's favor for another two years, keeping his tr- Christian faith hidden. Oh, During okay. this time, many of the converted Christian prisoners were martyred. So, <laughs> good job, Seb. Um, <laughs> hey, it's great to see you again. Anyways, if you can get up on this cross for me, I got a lot of these guys to get through today. Hey. <laughs> and remember, the... don't say a word. You said goddamn word. I don't. I don't know what thread I've got. Really, I'm going to crucify you. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> You know, I'm really sorry for basically putting you in this situation, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it while you were a Christian. We I'm had sure a good run, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, at this point, two years, maybe max. I mean, again, this is very like he's gone so deep undercover. He's like at, he's like he's forgotten that he's actually his what original he actually is. mission. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Chromatus's son, Tibertius, was forced to walk barefoot across hot coals when he refused to sacrifice to the pagan gods. And mm-hmm. he was then decapitated. Yeah, so. that's usually how that goes. Yeah. yeah it's like um, let's do some kind of fun torture but then in the end let's just cut his head off like, yeah. it's like you know when you're being forced to walk barefoot across hot coals that you know what comes next isn't you know a massage yeah it's not like if you get to the end of the hot coals it's like you're free to go <laughs> i mean at that point you're just like you know just cut my head off just i know what you're gonna do yeah it's like oh walk across it like what's gonna happen you're gonna cut my head off aren't you you're gonna cut my head off you're just gonna cut my head off right why don't yeah. we just skip Look, to that why don't we just do that all right why don't we save everybody a lot of trouble and me a lot of annoyance just walking across these hot coals and also you're gonna have to smell my burning feet all right that's not gonna be pleasant for you either so why don't you just cut my fucking head <laughs> I'm off i'm thinking right? of you here <laughs> yeah, to make your I mean, life easier it's a real win-win for everybody all right so just cut my fucking head off huh you got a sword <laughs> i can see yeah you're like looking at my neck you're looking at you're touching your sword I I know what you're thinking. You just cut my head off. Just do it. Oh Can goodness. we just fucking do this? <laughs> God, fucking assholes. Fine. Walk. Okay, so you you relate a lot to this yeah. guy, Tiberius. Tranquilinus. 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 Yeah, him. Mark and Mark's dad was stoned to death. And his sons, Mark and Mark, were tied to a pillar and pierced with spears. Oh, those are all so, bad ways to go. Yeah. So so thanks a lot, Sebastian. Again, they're like, just cut my head off. Fucking like, everybody's just like, look, just do that. Yeah. In 286, Diocletian discovered that Sebastian was a Christian. <laughs> His cover was blown. <laughs> How come everybody you meet is a Christian? I don't know. It's so weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he did to, to finally let the cat out the bag. Yeah. I like to think that Diocletian's trying to investigate this personally. And he's like... I need a good right hand. Uh, Sebastian, you you were with me the whole time. <laughs> just like, wait, what? Well, yeah. And then every time they find a Christian, Sebastian's just in the background like, don't say it's me. <laughs> Doing that gesture where it's like the hand moving across the throat. Just shh. 
and do the, the mouth zipper. She's yeah. like, don't, don't tell him it was me who gave you the Christianity. <laughs> yeah, it's so I don't know how he discovered. Maybe he followed him into a, a church or something and, and saw yeah. him taking communion. But he was said to have felt very personally betrayed by discovering Sebastian's secret. You were my best friend. <laughs> you were my favorite persecutor of Christians. Yeah. So he ordered for him to be taken to a field and bound to a stake where mm. archers would shoot arrows at him. According to a passage from the Golden Legend, he was yes. left, quote, as full as uh, as full of arrows as an urchin is full of pricks, which I think as a phrase could be updated. You could be like as full of arrows as Parliament is full of pricks, or a Porsche. Perhaps, yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just it was. I it just seemed Good like shit. a fun phrase to me. Yeah, yeah. This full of uh, an urchin is full of pricks. Yeah. So he he got a lot of arrows in him. I do. I do remember Saint Sebastian because I when you go to the if you go to Spain in the Prado, there's like a million paintings of Saint uh, Sebastian. Okay. And and it's all this. He looks like a, martyrdom. he's doing a hedgehog impression. Yeah, he's just got a lot of arrows just uh, sticking out of him. It's it's always just a. It seems like it's a good excuse to draw a handsome young man tied to a stake. Interesting. And then and then every once in a while, like a, a bishop comes along and is like, "Hey, you better put some arrows in it." I guess they're Spanish, whatever. But like, he's like, "You <laughs> better put Italian some arrows in Spaniards that. that you see yeah, all the time." You know they are. They ship them in, and they. But he's just like, if you don't put some arrows in that, it's, it's a mortal sin. He's like, fine, I'll put some arrows in, but really, I just want to look at a hot dude tied to a stake. Well, it's <laughs> interesting you should bring that up because religious imagery of Saint Sebastian has often been adopted by the LGBTQ plus community, partly due to the perceived eroticism of depictions of his martyrdom from the Renaissance period. So, you yeah. know, being pierced with a spear, we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And Oscar Wilde. Yeah. He's got, he's got he's got a lot of pricks going, going in, him, in him. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, there's a lot of these paintings. You, ha- you know, have yourself a nice Google and a good wang with, at with the safe search on. <laughs> No, taking the shirt right off. It's going to be... <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all like somebody walks in on you. I'm looking at fine art. That's <laughs> and yes, my penis is also looking at fine art. That's why it's out. It's a very cultured penis. It just appreciates it. Yeah. Does, it does your takes... willy not do that when you are, you know, having very sophisticated ideas? Yeah. yeah. Oscar Wilde reportedly took the name St. Sebastian after he left prison. It's like a... Uh, an alias an american author called richard k in 1996 writes contemporary gay men have seen in sebastian at once a stunning advertisement for homosexual desire indeed a homoerotic ideal and a prototypical portrait of a tortured closet case because i guess Mm. like you know he was hiding his christianity he was hiding his christianity right he was in the closet about being a christian but then he you know converted a lot of as all gays do converted a lot of people Mm. The agenda, no, the famous, no, the famous agenda, the famous gay agenda. Yeah. We all know it. Yeah, we're saying that. It's like he's out there. He's, he's finding, you know, vulnerable young people in jail. <laughs> Anyways, all this is very problematic. I, I don't mean. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 <laughs> we're trying to say it ironically, but just in case it's, that's not clear, we are. 
I feel gross about saying that ironically. So well, you did. So well done, you. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, but it's yeah, okay. So I okay. So like the idea that he's hiding his uh, true identity amongst people who want him dead. Mm -hmm. That yeah, I can see the the metaphor. uh, Um, or who don't you know want him dead or don't approve of his lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. And again, these pictures are hot as shit. (laughs) They are all. It's always like a dude with like. uh, Also, I guess the bishop came in and was like, hey. Put put a strip of cloth across that penis because that is obscene. Then like because they always are like it's just like a totally naked dude with just like the the slightest loincloth or whatever and just full of arrows tied to a post. It's just you know it is. It gets yeah. you hot under the collar. It does. You're just like you go to the Prado. That's what they say. Come to the Prado. Leave with an erection. That's. <laughs> <laughs> so many pictures of Saint Sebastian. At the come bottom. for the art. Well, actually, that that just works as a as a phrase. Yeah, come for the art. Anyway, that explains all the uh, the the little wanking alcoves they have at the Prado. Oh my there's goodness, like little, Matthew, those like, are crypts. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was an Anish Kapoor installation. Anyways, all right, sorry, sorry. What was the blackest black in there? Anyways, so he was all pierced, loads yeah. of holes, and onlookers. Probably, you would argue, sensibly, assumed that he was dead. Yeah, I mean, he looks he looks good in the pictures, but <laughs> if I think if I saw a real person in real life getting shot with that many arrows, I'd be like, well, that guy's. You'd dead. be like, there's no point trying to help him. Yeah, he looks I'd be like, beyond, well, that's too far gone. How many arrows is? Uh, we we could, I mean, two arrows, three arrows, maybe, but that guy's got like, ten arrows. Mm, at least it's too many arrows. <laughs> that night, a Christian woman. I've never seen a man take so many bricks. All right, <laughs> Sorry, all right, that's bad. Go on. That night. That night, a Christian woman named. Irene came to take his body and bury it but found mm-hmm. him miraculously alive there's a part two I uh, honestly is it good to be alive at that point with that many <laughs> arrows in you well for Sebastian yes because Irene took him to her house cared for him mm-hmm. until he was fully healed oh okay so worth it okay she herself would be martyred two years later oh. <laughs> yay for her <laughs> Sorry, again, another great conversion for Sebastian. Yeah, Yeah, I think she was, was she a saint too? Yeah, she's a saint. Oh, Um, St. Irene? Her day is April the 3rd. Okay. But really all that's known about her is that she found Sebastian. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to save all my come on Irene jokes. No, use them now. Okay. Uh, Is that it? That was it. That was kind of the whole thing, yeah. Very good. If it comes up again, I'll try to fix it. Oh, okay. I'm not sure it will, but okay. Okay. So what did Sebastian do with his one wild and precious life that had just been, you know, clawed back from the brink of losing it? I mean, he's had like the ultimate near-death experience. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like, wow, if I, I might, you know, you might take it easy for a while mm-hmm. and uh, and just kind of, you know, lay low and well, maybe live in secret in the country or something. This is why you're not a saint, because Sebastian mm. went straight to Diocletian to confront him about his persecution of Christians. <laughs> Excuse me. Hey, man. Why did you do that? Why did you fill me th- full of arrows? I thought we were friends. <laughs> hey, you know what's not cool, Diocletian? Is uh, shooting somebody with a bunch of arrows. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth you need to hear, all right, as your friend. You might not think we're friends anymore, but I think you need to hear some hard truth. <laughs> the emperor was shocked to find Sebastian alive, naturally. <laughs> ghost! <laughs> <laughs> Jumped up on the back of his throne. <laughs> it's a ghost! <laughs> but he recovered enough to give the order for sebastian to be beaten to death oh. so he was he was angered by the reproaches that sebastian had 
had uttered right and so ordered for him to be beaten to death with cudgels and then his body mm-hmm. to be thrown into a sewer so that christians couldn't bury it because oh, it would be wow. too Rough. stinky uh i guess it's like hey what you're doing to christians is wrong buddy and he's like counterpoint beat him to death boys <laughs> <laughs> cover him in poo throw him into stinky pile should we cut his head off you know we really should just cut all their heads off let's let's not cut his head off just in case he's not dead and then he'll have to smell the poop yeah i want his head attached so that he smells the poop and also we get some of it in his mouth (laughs) oh gross (laughs) however he appeared to a holy woman named lucina Mm -hmm. oh sorry (laughs) skipped a sentence quite important this time sebastian did die he did die (laughs) okay Wait, then how come every picture of St. Sebastian is like the martyrdom of St. Sebastian and it's him with the arrows? There's Which never a martyrdom actually of, what killed him. Yeah. of St. Sebastian with his like, well, cause I guess but like, like floating face down in an open sewer, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess that's, well, it's just not as, as erotic art. No, no, it's not. You're yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. But he appeared to a holy woman named Lucina. Mm-hmm. guess in a dream and told her that his body was hanging on a hook in the sewers he asked her to wash it and bury it at the catacombs of calixtus with the apostles she uh, and her servants wait no wait what like number one there's sewer hooks what <laughs> yeah why are I'm... there these sewer hooks <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't know what they were i mean romans did have like sophisticated plumbing didn't they so what i don't how know does, what the how was a hook sophisticated get, well maybe it was i don't know for hanging up some kind of cable that did something i mm. i'm not a plumber that's where you hang your toga when you go down to work in the sewers you're like i don't want to get poo on my toga so i'll hang on this hook <laughs> so this is my favorite and only toga yeah. yeah uh okay and then so he appears to this lady who i don't know like this is the worst vision from god ever it's like hey <laughs> Go I and need collect to... my corpse from the poo. Finally, a, a vision from beyond, from the Lord himself. Lord, demand of me what you wish. I am your servant. Great. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> I need you to go retrieve a dead body. Okay. It's in a sewer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can I bring my servants? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I do I have to do this personally or can I send people? Oh, I'm just going to send some servants. Thanks. No, she went with her servants. All right. And, and retrieved the body. Uh, when it says she went with her service, she's she's standing at the top of a manhole like, do you see it? You're doing great. <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, grab them and just kind of bring them up. Yeah, just you know, uh, th- somebody throw a rope down. Like, well, because is... I imagine if it's like hanging on a hook, like dead bodies, f- famously even sleeping people, are just very heavy to move around. So if it's right. like hanging up above arm height, I mean, <laughs> you know, See, that, that maybe not a feet to you because you have such an enormous toddler that you cart around yeah. all the time. But like, but this seems to imply that he like got snagged in the flow of sewage. Like somehow there's like <laughs> some like you know just like a sharp edge or something, and he's kind of just like got, or he got wedged between two like loose stones, and it's like <laughs> he became his like a fatberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, up the sewer. <laughs> that's the thing, right? Well, yeah. you know, Diocletian, famous for persecuting lots of Christians, right? So like clearly this maybe this became a, a problem, which <laughs> is like. <laughs> The sewers were just clogged with with corpses. Yeah, the servants are about, there's a lot of Christians down here. Just grab anyone. Does he have any defining features? Well, he's got a lot of scars. Yeah, there's a couple arrows still sticking out of this one. <laughs> I don't know. So she and her servants managed to retrieve the body and did as 
he had asked. Um, mm. So yeah, he was buried, I guess, with the other Christians. Where was where was he buried? The catacombs of Calixtus, mm. which. <laughs> Let me see if I can find where that is. Uh, ah, it's now where his basilica stands okay. in Rome. Ah, okay. Well, good for him. I think Saint Sebastian Beyond the Walls is the is mm. the the basilica name. Beyond Thunderdome. Mm? Is Saint Sebastian Beyond Thunderdome? I don't Be- know. Beyond mm. the curtain. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that a phrase for being mm. dead? No. Beyond no? the veil. Beyond the okay. veil is what the phrase you're looking for. Right. All right. So <laughs> curtain his... is just a more you know common textile i guess so does his uh do all his relics stay in this spot then well they are said to be housed in a different basilica the basilica apostolorum which was built by a guy called pope damascus the first uh-huh. in 367 on the site of an apparent tomb of saints peter and paul oh, okay so i guess it's like well, your martyrdom was so good we're gonna put you with some better known saints it's like a posthumous promotion i guess so but then his basilica is in a different why didn't they just leave him in the basilica that was his name for him well, so that was built at the site as well. Oh. My geography on this one is not <laughs> not right. super clear. So I guess it was this this church was like rebuilt in the 17th century. Oh, okay. Uh, and renamed to Saint Sebastian. So, which is weird because you'd think that Saint Peter and Paul, if <laughs> if they were buried there, they'd be like the headliners, right? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Who knows the story of their relics? Because we're not focusing on them right, right. now. There's plenty of stuff for them. Yeah. So that's where he was initially buried. According to various 9th century sources, mm-hmm. Sebastian's remains were given to Hildwin, the abbot of St. Denis, by Pope Eugenius II. Okay. The body was placed in St. Medard Abbey at Soissons, which I'm guessing is in France, Sounds in it. 826. Is that near where he was from? Because he was from Gaul, which is ah, ancient France. Well right? remembered. Someone is paying attention. Thank you. Well done. I've got about an hour of attention span, so. <laughs> Perfect. During the 10th century, Sebastian's cranium was brought to Ebersberg in Germany and a Benedictine abbey was founded there and became one of southern Germany's most significant pilgrimage sites. The cranium was encased in silver and was used as a cup to present communion wine during the oh. feast of Saint Sebastian. Okay, see, this is what I was going to say. Like, you're saying cranium. Do you mean skull or do you mean, like, the top of the skull? Because cranium makes me think you, it's just the top of the skull, well, that... which it sounds like that's the case. Yeah, so, so makes a great cup. So it's not even that they took the skull. They just took part just of, a the bit skull. of the skull. <laughs> yeah. Very weird. And also... <laughs> is that the weirdest relic? I'm not sure. I, it's getting up there. I mean, the fact that okay. they have the silver-plated bowl made out of the, the top of yeah saint sebastian's skull that is pretty and weird. then they drink out of it like fucking badasses i mean that's <laughs> sounds pretty viking doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does really i mean it just seems like something you'd more want to do with your enemies not people you like but again at the same time like hey sebastian well, loved know, having I mean, a good time so miraculous uh, properties um, yeah. yeah, in Anyways. in the hagiography, as we saw, Sebastian performs 
miraculous healings and uh, him surviving the first execution attempt is seen as a miracle in his life. But posthumously, Sebastian was also associated with protection from plague and pestilence, particularly during the late Middle Ages. According to the chronicler Paul the Deacon, Rome was freed from a pestilence in 680 through Sebastian's intervention. How did that work? Did they just like, they just... I guess he just interceded. All right. They prayed, they prayed for him. The Golden Legend claims that the Lombards were afflicted by a plague during the 8th century. No. So I guess people in Lombardy. Right. And it was stopped when an altar was erected in Sebastian's honour. Mm. I am regretting the phrasing of that, <laughs> given what we were talking about earlier. It's fine. So next time there's a pandemic and we're not prepared for it, could try building an altar to Sebastian. See couldn't if it hurt. works. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a waste of time and resource, but I mean, other than that, it couldn't hurt. I mean, what, like buying loads of useless PPE because your friend wants a few million pounds? Oh, uh, well, I guess it, maybe, that's, maybe it's a better could, use of time Maybe than we that, should start a an, uh, an altar building pyramid scheme of some kind right. so well, then, we need then to be, the next pandemic comes. Yeah, if we could become well-connected to higher-up government official, and then we're... Maybe through my dad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> If he if he pulls his finger out. Pride of the Tory party. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. Stopped a couple of plagues. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 Have you ever stopped a plague, Matthew? Sadly, no. Well, not. No. I mean, no. you you did fight Maybe against them with with <laughs> like your whole family being ill a few a few weeks ago. Yes, I'm bad. Um, yeah. So so you can relate, I guess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. So based on all that, can you guess what his patronages are? Is he mm-hmm. the patron saint of double agents or people undercover? <laughs> <laughs> He should be. No. But no. <laughs> okay. Is he the patron saint of encouraging people to die? Just like, really? Because he, he always just, he was just <laughs> well, really like I mean... getting those martyrs and he's just like, hey, you're doing a great job. You should really get good get, get, get going with that getting killed there. We're all proud of you. Encouraging martyrdom. Maybe like the modern community equivalent would be just like being, being at peace with death or like, you know, one of those bereavement counselors. I don't know. Right. He's, he was a one man hospice that, uh, Saint yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> just not not very effective at actually, you know, treating anything. He would just hype up like, You're gonna die, it's so great. Yeah. Is he the patron saint of converting your way out of situations? Did he just convert <laughs> enough people. The gift of the gab. <laughs> he's just like yeah, he's just, just such a convincing he's a real confidence man here. He's getting people <laughs> The patron saint of confidence tricksters. Yeah. Not according to this list. No. Uh, is he the patron saint of confronting your friends when they did the shit and think shitty? Because <laughs> he confronted uh, Diocletian. Well, he's a patron against enemies of religion. Okay. So all religion or of, just like, or just Catholicism? I, I guess probably Christianity, but in the in the Catholic list, it's religion. Religion, so. but we're, it's just it's kind of just. A but wait, obviously, there's only one true one. Yeah. So also, he is patron of dying people oh, okay. so convincing people to die was not far off yeah. sorry yeah. i missed that earlier is he the patron saint of homoeroticism <laughs> just when things are real i think we've touched on this before matthew sexy and... i don't think the catholic church recognizes any lgbt patrons but they can acknowledge when things are just like hot right <laughs> <laughs> uh well the thing is is sebastian was an adult born oh wow so Yikes. would not have appealed so much to the establishment Jeez, talk about hot hot take there what about sewer <laughs> workers is he the patron saint of sewer workers or like people just go <laughs> patron s- saint of people who dig in shit is that people who go sewer fishing <laughs> 
<laughs> sound like your people, Matthew. Yikes. What? <laughs> it's just making me think of that time you made me collect wood on the street. Mm, that was for a good cause. Uh, <laughs> he is not a patron of sewer workers, although he is a patron for plague victims, huh? which I guess if you were to draw a Venn diagram of people who worked in ancient Roman sewers and people who had some kind of disease probably quite a big crossover there you know actually i was i was listening to this thing about the black plague and they said that surprisingly people who worked in sewers had fewer instances of plague because they took regular baths because they smelled so much Mm. but most people weren't taking as many baths so then they were getting more exposed to fleas and things like that that we're plague Ah, curious so so actually you know the sewer workers were the were the cleanest of all surprisingly yes so what were his patronages so um is there a real is there a real ironic one like archery yeah Yeah. (laughs) always the way archers arrowsmiths and Fletchers. I'm not sure the difference between an Aerosmith and a Fletcher. I, but, uh, yeah. I think the Fletchers just does the, well, the fletching, the, the, the feather bits at the end, right? Which I guess is a particular oh, okay. skill to like making. The... So the, the Aerosmith brings it all together. Yeah. So like the Aerosmith is working the shaft and the Fletcher is down at the bottom kind of. Oh my goodness. With the feathers. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you said that on purpose, didn't oh, yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's called. That's how comedy works. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm still learning. Yes. He's a patron of soldiers. Again, I guess he rose in the ranks. But but, um... but only soldiers who are, aren't really into the cause. Yeah. Like kind of half-assed is, soldiers. What like like um conscripts. Right. Or people who are just following orders, I guess, but not really oh doing what they like. I was like, well, I don't agree with this, but I got a job to do. Well, I guess you know everybody's got to make one. Right. Another horrible, ironic one. Pin makers. Oh, come on. Yeah. Any anything <laughs> he's the patron saint of pricks yeah. is what we're getting at. <laughs> he's the patron saint of stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of pricks, he is also a patron of police officers. Hey. hey. A cop. See, like like cops are class traders. He is as a Roman centurion, he was a faith trader, right? Yeah, so. definitely. And lead workers. Okay. So maybe that's related to sewers? I don't know. Maybe. they Apparently, a lot of the... Well, the, like the water system of ancient Rome was all like all the pipes were lead. Well, there you it's, go. it's considered to be potentially one of the reasons for the fall of Rome is that everybody had lead poisoning. It was kind of insane oh, right. at some point. <laughs> Look at you with your trivia this week. Oh, I'm pretty smart. Someone's been boning mm. up. <laughs> Speaking of boning up, Sebastian. <laughs> well, again, going back to the horrible irony, hard pointy things, he's also said to be a patron of hardware stores where you okay. can find lots of, lots of nails. pointy sharp things. I well, guess, I don't yeah. think any martyrs are really good. This is like it's a lot of nails, a lot of hammers, a lot of just various <laughs> implements. Yeah, it could apply to anyone really. Yeah. <laughs> like you know maybe jesus is a patron of carpenters yeah saint sebastian's there in one of those like aprons that they have at the store just like can I help you find anything no okay well i'm here <laughs> if you're looking for me i'm the guy with the arrow pointing not in, like in me but uh anyways yeah <laughs> and lace makers which i don't know if that has something to do with the fact that both him and lace have lots of holes in them <laughs> hey. Uh, he's not our first lace maker saint i forget who else he's at least our second <laughs> yeah there I'm are just, quite a few like i didn't realize that lace makers need that many saints is is it that dangerous well, a profession oh yeah teresa difficult? of avila again yeah. holes yeah and francis of assisi there you go. yeah see yes it's strange because you know i've i've not come across any patron saints of 
university administrators and personally that seems rude but Mm. he's also patron of lots of places in brazil somewhere called hunksy in germany (laughs) where all the hunks are hey (laughs) appropriately Yeah. yeah anyways Lots of places in Italy, San Sebastian in Puerto Rico, unsurprisingly. Oh, right. San Sebastian is the capital of Puerto Rico. That's that's the San Sebastian I think I was thinking of. Ah, okay. No, wait, that's not the capital of Puerto Rico. Now I got to look this up. Hmm? I got to double check this. San Juan is the capital of Puerto Rico. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you were doing so well with your trivia. I don't know what I'm doing. Now you've just misinformed. Now I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Well, you should. My apologies to the <laughs> fine people of Puerto Rico. I hope you achieve statehood soon. <laughs> another, another group of people that we've just alienated. Yeah. Good job. Mm-hmm. He is also uh, often associated with the Olympics, but he's actually a patron of athletes oh. rather than officially a patron of the Olympics. Yeah. I guess because... Of the archery events? Yeah. I was <laughs> going to say, you know... Being like the target of archers would be quite an endurance kind of event, you know, having loads of arrows go in mm, you. I guess, yeah, I don't know. It seems like really... it would take I take mean, quite a lot of athleticism. I will say that in all the paintings I've seen of St. Sebastian, he looks in really good shape. Like he works out. So Like he works out. Like he's an yep. athlete. He has an athlete's <laughs> physique, you know. There we go. So maybe that wasn't based on his actual achievements, but just on yeah. <laughs> what people like to imagine he looks like fair enough cyclists in particular as one of the Mm. subgroups of athletes and various ones against disease and disability as well well he's a patron of disabled people i should say not not against disability because you know um yeah but yeah so pretty pretty exhaustive list of patronages a lot of responsibilities yeah he's busy up there or down there somewhere depending on down here you mean down there in the sewer yes yeah the sewer that is Uh, no well anna do you think you'd ever have cause for saint sebastian to intercede for you i can't think of any situation where he'd be particularly helpful i feel like if i wanted someone to get me out of trouble he seems like someone who would get you into more trouble yeah doesn't seem very helpful you know like people Mm -hmm. People in jail, they're just there for a little bit. They then get radicalized and mm-hmm. their sentences get much more severe. Yeah. I also, you know, I don't, I, I'm probably quite a flaky friend. I'm not sure I want a friend who would ask me to go and get their corpse from a sewer. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I'm not sure what I'd do with that because I don't have servants. So, But if a stranger um, asks you to get a corpse from a sewer, then it would be helpful to have St. Sebastian with you on that. Right. I guess so. As far as Maybe. we know, this lady was a stranger to St. Sebastian, right? Yeah, that's true. Not necessarily a yeah. friend. Well, she was already a Christian, right? Yeah, so, so she was a Christian, but So they were they were they probably knew each other. He probably converted Maybe. her as he converted most of Rome at that point. <laughs> yeah. He I bet he had leaflets that were just like, Do you wanna die? Yeah, exactly. Read on. Looking for a way out. <laughs> Got a lot of debt. It's basically Squid Game. Yeah. <laughs> I think that as a, as a cyclist, it would be good. It's good to know that there's a patron saint of cyclists. I did try to take up archery during the pandemic. Uh, it didn't work <laughs> out. Well, as a means of like surviving. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I've got to start learning survival skills. So I, you know, oh my took up archery and uh, no, I don't know. It just seemed like a fun thing to do, and I was like, I got free time now. So, but um, I wasn't good at it, and um, I'm also too weak to draw a bow. So <laughs> I wasn't good at it, and let's just say i i have a few scars that sebastian might have had as well (laughs) Well, and the neighbors got really angry so um (laughs) yeah yeah i think uh if i was ever tied to a post i guess he'd be a helpful person to be like am i making this look good 
<laughs> is this getting my best is side? Is this like, yeah. is this, is this hot? And is about to be like, <laughs> no. You... He'd be like, oh, you need to tense your tummy a bit more, and then that will really. Yeah, it's like you gotta know, really accentuate the muscles. Yeah, it's like you kind of want to pose, but like be like vulnerable, but also strong. You know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So I think that it, that would be helpful to look. You know, just I need to look hot on a pole. If if you want to look good when you're dying, yeah. he's he's the guy to go to. Yeah, I think I think those would be good good for Sebastian to. Yeah, that. Yeah, and again, a, a uh, you know, um, for the next plague, also helpful. Definitely. Well, Anna, thank you for bringing me the tale of this hot and bothered saint, <laughs> this guy who... You sure did want to know a lot about his tale. His, uh, his high, his undercover Christian and arrow magnet person. <laughs> thank you for, for, for sharing this tale with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for, for listening and, and sharing your wisdom and insight uh, on it. I, tr- I, I just try to rise to the occasion of... Um, oh. That's <laughs> not, all right, that was not a that was not a joke. Uh, I was just saying to. to You're uh, just so excited. Oh, okay, about you know this, what? Uh, all right, just say the thing so we can leave. Okay, have a blessed. All right, day. bye everybody. Bye. bye.